I'll be here tomorrow night as well to see Night Ranger and Starship with Mickey Thomas. That is the first show on the books for this great summer concert series for 2022. In June, we have Everclear with Sister Hazel and Deep Blue Something on the Beats and Bites stage. That will again be on June 18th. And then a couple shows in July, the Randy Rogers Band on July 9th, followed by a great fireworks display afterwards. And then on uh, July 30th, Scotty McCreary will be on the Beats and Bites stage. So another great series of outdoor concerts here at Riverwind for Beats and Bites 2022. That's Beats and Bites 2022, brought to you by Riverwind and Coupe Ale Works. We'll have all the best local food trucks out here, retail vendors. It's kid-friendly. It's pet-friendly. It is definitely fun-friendly as well. Tomorrow night, it all gets started. Night Ranger and Starship with Mickey Thomas. You can get online and get your seats, your tickets, actually, for only 5 bucks a piece. That's a heck of a bargain. 5 bucks a piece. There are some tickets still available. But they are selling quickly, so get yours now. Or if you're coming out to Riverwind today, uh, you can get your tickets also right here at the Riverwind box office over by the Showplace Theater. Parker Thune, how we doing? Is the cast off yet? Well, the well, the splint is off. Yes, Mike. The splint. So, yeah, I guess it wasn't a cast, but it's gone. It is gone. They wanted to put me in a brace. But the brace was going to be super expensive, and because it was more of like a compression brace, there was really no way I was going to be able to get it on my arm. So I may end up in the brace at some point along the line uh, over the next couple of weeks. But for right now, uh, I have it off, and I'm just kind of wearing the sling when I don't need to absolutely use my arm. So we're making progress. Good. So, okay, so it did come off, but they were trying to fit you with another apparatus is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, there's just there was no way that brace was going on my injured arm because, you know, anything compression, you got to have, you know, if somebody's putting something like that on you, you got to really be pressing down with your arm to be able to get it on right. And I just can't do that with the way my arm is, with the condition my arm is in right now. So we'll see what happens. Got another couple of x-rays in a couple of weeks, so... We're we're making progress along the uh, the path the road to recovery the rehab. So you decline the apparatus for now is what you're telling me, which I think is probably a good move. You know what I think they were trying to do? Bilk you for more money. That's oh what they're trying to do. I'm telling you, I uh, you know the doctors all want you to take another test. Come back in three more weeks and take another test. I'll sit you down on the butcher paper and make you wait for 30 minutes, and then I'll come back and say we need, we need more tests. You know what it means? Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. So you, sir, are a hero to all Americans. Based on your decision to decline the apparatus today, which meant more money out of your pocket, it's time we take our medical bills back. You know what I'm saying? Or just get rid of them. Get rid of them. Gosh, I wonder what yeah, the text look. line's going to be saying in about 30 seconds. Well, I'm just saying I think they'll agree. Look, doctors, many of them are great, caring people. People in the healthcare industry, they have gone tirelessly through the pandemic and everything. I salute them. But there are some times where I feel like, you know what, they're just trying to get me back for another test so I can pay them another 300 bucks or whatever. They know what's going on, but they want me to take another test. Don't forget that hospitals are also in the business of making money. 
So anyway, uh, you think there'll be angry doctors on the line today? Am I going to anger the medical profession? Hopefully not. I'm just saying sometimes you just got to tough it out, man, and that's what you're doing. Uh, well, the first text we got on the Air Comfort Solutions sex line was, that's absolutely right, Steely. So you have, Thank you. you have some people in agreement. Well, you know, here's the deal. Like I said, hey, doctors, nurses, nurses' assistants, all of them work very hard. They're awesome. They really are. They're good people. And, again, they have gone above and beyond over the last three years or so. I mean, they have been working around the clock. Doing, uh, doing the Lord's work, man. They really have. I can't salute them enough. I can't imagine being in that situation, having to work as many hours, and uh, you know, sometimes just shift after shift after shift after shift in that situation. So I do give it up to them. But at some point, I also think they're they're like, all right, we need to get this guy in for another test, and it may not even be their call. You know, it's somebody else's call on the board or whatever. We need to get as many tests done as, as possible. I'm not even talking about the pandemic. I'm talking about for anything you go in for. You know, it's like, okay, well, we had a test a couple weeks ago. What did that test say? Well, we need another test to see what that test said. Well, what about this next test? What's it going to tell me? Will it tell me? Will it give you an answer? Well, after that test, we'll have to see what that test said, and how do we see how what that test says? We have to go to another test. And then maybe after four or five tests, we'll have an answer. But we've got to go through the testing first. Cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Everything in this world is now profit over people. You know who's somewhere amening is Mule Shoe Riley. That, that texture is a genius right there. I am going to ascribe genius status to that texture right there. Well done, sir or madam. Okay, uh, here at Riverwind Beats and Bites 2022, got my man Colin here showing up. He's going to tell us about it here in a little bit. I can tell you this. I'm going to be here tomorrow night. I'm going to tell you that you should be here tomorrow night. If you like good music and you like uh, basically two hit factories on one stage, outdoors with great food trucks, with great craft beer, with a kid-friendly environment as well, and you can bring your pet out. Just clean up after your pet. That's all they ask. You'll have a great time outdoors. Looks like the weather's going to be really good. And, again, we've got Night Ranger, and we have Starship with Mickey Thomas. Grace Slick, yeah, she's not in the best shape these days. But you know what? They've got basically another Grace on stage. So it's going to be a heck of a show. And, again, you can get your tickets right now. They're only 5 bucks a piece. Like I said, that's a bargain. Riverwind.com. Uh, did you go to the uh, caravan stop last night? I know you're a busy man. Yes, so I was there, I w- Steely. We were all we were all sitting there around the dinner table, remarking on why you weren't there. I, you know, it's I I gotta play games with the kids until like 6 p.m. There's no way to get there. I'm a hero to the uh, Fortnite community too, the greatest geriatric player of all time. So, you know, I, I I'm working, I'm working, but. How, how was it last night? I understand the crowd was really good. And uh, how about Brent? How about Porter Moser, Jenny Baranchek, T-Row, obviously is kind of the moderator of everything. Joe C is usually there to say some things. How was it overall? Yeah, well, we were missing T-Row last night. We had uh, Chad so McKee. That, yeah, he had the baseball game. Yeah, Chad McKee was the one emceeing it. But, yeah, no, it was a fantastic crowd. Uh, we had some super fans in attendance, both of the Sooners and of the ref. So outstanding to meet some of our more devoted listeners, uh, the ones who came out to get the free T-shirts, 
by showing us the app. So uh, fantastic to meet quite a few of the people that tune in every day with us here on the ref. And yeah, it really felt like a homecoming, you know, after the, after the Sooner coaches had been to Houston and Tulsa and Wichita and made all these stops far away. It was nice to come back uh, and get them a little bit closer to home right there at the Omni in Oklahoma City to wrap up the caravan circuit for 2022. So, yeah, solid experience. Wish you could have made it. I'm going to venture a guess that either Harry Taylor or Kendall was there. Harry Taylor was there. We did not have a Kendall sighting. Well, Kendall's up in green country, but see, if, when the caravan's in green country, there's no doubt in my mind that he'll be there, and in central Oklahoma that Harry would be there. So there you go. I'll give myself an A for that guess. But it really was too easy, way too easy. By the way, Brent was on yesterday during the rush with uh, Teddy and Tyler, and uh, Teddy asked him a question, you know, and it was a little bit uh, tongue-in-cheek, but it's also halfway serious because a lot of the national people are like, well, you know, Brent Vittables, yeah, yeah, he's got a great resume as a coordinator and, and assistant, but head coach at Oklahoma, well, have they ever looked at the track record of assistant coaches who were hired at Oklahoma? Bud Wilkinson did pretty well. Barry Switzer did pretty well. Bob Stoops also hit it out of the park. So it's another primetime assistant hire by the Sooners, but some people nationally are questioning again, How's Brent Venables going to do as a head coach? Here's what he said when Teddy asked him about that uh, national question that persists out there, and here's how Brent answered it. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, hey, we're about to find out. Hey, look, look, you know, here's what I would say is, um, obviously I know people know my background. I've been around uh, three Hall of Fame coaches, Bill Snyder, Bob Stoops, and soon-to-be Dabo Sweeney. Uh, you know, all I've been a part of his success i've been very fortunate i've um, never been on a losing team don't know what that looks like um you know like, like i i kind of snicker at it just because i and again I, it's no disrespect um you know i'm i'm excited for the challenge like what let, let, let me just say this too like what we do is like incredibly hard and difficult and challenging uh, to win um it's all of those things um to win consistently um, you can double down on that, how difficult it is. And so that's not an easy thing to do. What we're getting ready to go into the season and managing all of it is not an easy thing to do whatsoever. It's really hard. It's very challenging. And, um, and, but I've been a part of that for since 1993, my first year as a student assistant. That's, you know, going on 30 years. And so I know exactly what that looks like. You step into this arena in any role, that's what you're signing up for. You know, I've surrounded myself with good counsel and uh, a bunch of wise people um, that can help me. And, uh, and that's what every head coach I've been around has relied on as well is, is you know, differing opinions. And at, at some point you got to make, put your stamp on it. But uh, I've got a, you know, a well-versed staff too that, um, that can also be, you know, again, foundationally kind of help me guide this thing the right way. So I can't do it alone, but that's a great question. There you go. Brent on the rush last night with uh, Tyler and Teddy. And the bottom line is this. I think one of the reasons why that question looms out there for a lot of national people, again, is the, uh, you know, the Sooner Nation got hit in the back of the head with a two-by-four, you know, when uh, Muleshoe left for L.A. That was unexpected, particularly after he answered the LSU question so emphatically 
after the Bedlam loss. And uh, so that, I think, is one of the reasons why people were thinking, man, we never expected Oklahoma to be in this position. But the other uh, part of the equation there, why it's still out there, is Oklahoma's pending move to the SEC. If Oklahoma wasn't going to the SEC, I don't think this would be much of a question at all. If they were still hanging around and going to play and there was no SEC in the picture here and they were going going to be just in the Big 12, uh, you know, in the future, then I don't think a lot of people would be questioning Brent Venables higher. And I think the people around here, Sooner fans, they love it, man. They love it. That's who they wanted, Brent Venables. Really, the dream scenario for Oklahoma fans when this first happened was bring in Brent as the the Sooners head coach and then bring in a really good, well-thought-of offensive guy, and they got Jeff Levy. Boom. Check both boxes. And then they got, to me... Some very underrated hires. I mean, people who really know football around the country think, wow, that's a great hire. But, you know, when you bring in Todd Bates and you bring in Thad Turnipseed and you bring in Jay Belay, somebody, you know, those kind of coaches, and then you bring in what I think is going to be a future star, Miguel Chavis, uh, I, I just think they've hit it out of the park with his staff. Now, again, we'll see what happens on the field. It's going to be more challenging down the road, but – Parker, I think, again, based on what Sooner fans were looking for, they pretty much checked every box. Now the question is, can they go out and get it done on the field? Well, exactly, Mike, and that's the question that everybody's – I feel like we've already been asking and speculating about this question for the last four months. Issue is we've got another four months to speculate about it before the Sooners actually take the field. And I think what's refreshing is to when you look up and down this roster – you're not starting from scratch. You're not scraping the bottom of the barrel for talent. There's a lot of talent there. It's somewhat reminiscent of Mule Shoes first season in 2017. And no, the team is not that good because that was one of the most talented teams that has ever graced the Owen Field turf. But it always makes a first-time head coach's job easier when he's already got a lot of talent on both sides of the ball to work with and he doesn't have to establish the culture before He assembles an elite core of playmakers. That elite core of playmakers is already in place. So there's a lot of reason to believe that season one under Brent Venables at the University of Oklahoma is going to be pretty dang successful. All right, it is Steel Man and Thune at noon here on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network, another reliable company that you can count on. Sooner football has been bringing you joy for the most part since Bud Wilkinson got on campus. And if you need a great company to help you with your heating and air issues, and right now is the time to get that AC tuned up, well, why not rely on a great Sooner? Tim Lasher and his company, Lasher Home Comfort Systems, they've been proving just how good they are in the Oklahoma City metro area the last 15 years. They've done work for us at Chase Stadium. They're really, really good at what they do. You can call them up at 405-579-3113. That is 405 405- Five seven nine thirty one thirteen. All right, we'll take a quick break. Beats and Bites twenty twenty two gets underway tomorrow night here at Riverwind. We'll talk a little sooner softball and the super regional when we get back. Keep it here. We are back. I am here at Riverwind Casino, my favorite place. Well, it's it's really Shea Stadium one. Riverwind two. Augusta National Golf Club two A. 
Gaylord Family, uh, Oklahoma Memorial Stadium's right there, too, of course. And it won't be too long before Sooner football gets underway. Uh, we learned about some TV times yesterday. We talked about it yesterday as well. We'll get more into that a little bit later on. But, Parker, are you ready for some Super Regional softball? The Sooners will play UCF, and we are about uh, – about three hours away from the first pitch over at Marina Heinz Field today. Well, I'll tell you what, Mike, the Diamond Sports in general at the University of Oklahoma are in pristine shape right now because not only yeah, is they Patty Gasso's team coasting towards another national championship, but one team that we have barely talked about on this show is that Oklahoma baseball team, which I, don't great. look now, they may end up in a super regional of their own when it's all said and done. Well, the Sooners beat Texas Tech last night in Arlington 6-3. to They'll play the winner of the K-State Tech game tonight at 7 o'clock, 12.30 on Saturday. So the Sooners are off today. Again, K-State and Tech, uh, they'll play the winner of that game tonight at Globe Life Field. Wildcats and the Red Raiders at 7 o'clock. And whoever wins that game is going to have to beat Oklahoma twice to get to the championship game. The Sooners only have to win once. So Texas is in the uh, same situation, the other half of the bracket, Oklahoma State and TCU. Uh, will play, and uh, the winner of that game today at 3.15 over in Arlington will have to beat Texas twice uh, to get to the championship series. So, again, shaping up right now to be an Oklahoma-Texas Big 12 final. And the Sooners, I think if they just get to the championship game, they've got a really good chance to at least host a regional. And if they win, look out. Skip Johnson's team is on fire right now. And uh, you're right, yeah, Sooner baseball is rolling right along as well. But the, uh, the Sooner women's softball team, the question this weekend is, will Jordy Ball pitch at all? Would they pitch Jordy Ball? You know, if they don't need Jordy Ball at all, will you see Jordy Ball? Maybe the feeling is, because she's been uh, pitching and, you know, throwing a little bit, uh, not full bore, I'm sure, in the bullpen and, uh, you know, getting a little bit of work in. But, you know, the other question is, okay, maybe you don't need Jordy Ball to win this Super Regional. The Sooners are a big favorite against UCF. But... Maybe you'd rather have Jordy Ball come in for a couple innings in the Super Regional before she is right back out there in the circle in the Women's College World Series. Again, we don't know the answer to that question yet. We may find out this weekend. What we do know is UCF is a pretty scrappy team, and they are in Norman to take on the Sooners. First pitch again, 3.30 at Marina Hines Field. Uh, let's hear from Eric Lopez. He was on the Plank Show earlier this week, the play-by-play voice of the UCF Knights, and he talked about uh, the UCF Knights squad. Here's what he had to say. Versatility. They can beat you in so many ways. You know, they hit, they have power with Jada Cody, we've talked about, who has 14 home runs, Shannon Doherty, Ashley Griffin, a young freshman. They have speed. They have athleticism one through nine in the lineup. They have one-two punch and pitching with Gianna Mancha and Kamal Woodall who have completely different repertoires that completely can throw off offenses off balance. They have a good defense. They're young. They're moxie. They kind of play with that who cares, you know, you know deal. Like, why not us mentality? You know, people are excited. Uh, it's a great weekend, but obviously they got a tall task in order. But I think they're excited for the opportunity. I mean, they, they, head coach Sidney Balbalone, that's always been her mentality to them. It's like, let's play the best. No fear. You play the best and, and, and leave it on the field and see what happens. Wait a minute, did he say Shannon Doherty is one of the stars? Not that Shannon Doherty, right? The 51-year-old actress? Probably not. Probably doesn't have any eligibility left. So, anyway, the uh, Sooner women taking on UCF first pitch at 3.30 at Marina Hines Field, and we've talked about this a bunch. 
Um, you know, how much is Oklahoma feeling the pressure right now? Because basically the, the thought, and they just got a cover story on ESPN, the magazine, uh, they have been labeled the most dominant team out there right now in sports. They lose two games, one to Texas, one to Oklahoma State, um, and that's it. But it's almost like, man, Oklahoma, it's national championship or bust. And uh, we'll see if the Sooners, you know, I, I don't think they would probably feel that this weekend. I, I think they'll have a fairly routine time this weekend with UCF. But once they get to uh, Hall of Fame Stadium, and I think they're going to do that, then we'll see how they respond. What do you think, Parker? Again, it's it's a pretty difficult situation to be in where it's almost like, all right, you know, you can't really say if they somehow don't win the Women's College World Series, well, what a horrible season. But you can say disappointing because that's basically been the prize all year long for this Oklahoma women's softball team. And it's almost that way every year for Patty Gasson and company. They've been so dominant. Well, exactly. And it's it's a higher bar than any other program in college softball, obviously. No and doubt. Sooner fans have been blessed and somewhat spoiled to have the queen, Patty Gasso, at the helm of one of the most dominant athletic programs across all of college sports over the last couple of decades, and especially over the last few years, as you've had the likes of Jocelyn Allo and Paige Parker and G. Juarez, who was outstanding in the championship run last year. Uh, pass on through, and now you take a look at the current superstars. Tiari Jennings has been fantastic for this team. Jada Coleman's been outstanding, and obviously you have the superstar in the making in Jordy Ball. So is it a disappointment if the Sooners don't win a national title? I mean, sure, I think that's going to be the prevailing narrative, but I think that just speaks to how <laughs> how far above the rest of the softball landscape this program is when not taking home a national title means you failed. And in all likelihood, we're going to point to Jordy Ball's injury if the Sooners don't come mm-hmm. out victorious as yep. national title. Maybe. We're going to say it took an injury to one of the best players in all of college softball for the Sooners not to bring home a championship. Yeah, and again, we don't know. Jordy Ball may pitch some this weekend. We'll see. We'll see what they're going to do there. And, it, and Patty Gasso's not going to take any chances. But if the doctors say, you know what, we think she's good, then you may see her some this weekend. And uh, certainly you would see her at Hall of Fame Stadium. But it's so rare. I, you know, it's it's hard to think. We were talking about this yesterday. As great as Alabama has been under Nick Saban, I don't know that you can look at Alabama. Can you say their goal every year is a national championship? Of course you can at least uh, during the Saban era. But I don't know if you look at them and say, man, if they don't win a national championship, it's a complete you know, failure or it's a major disappointment. Because, you know, you've had Clemson in the mix. George obviously won last year. Ohio State's had a run. So, you know, for this Oklahoma softball team, like the last team that I can remember, um, you know, in some of the major – team sports would be like John Wooden's UCLA teams back in the late 60s and on into the 70s when it was like, yeah, the NCAA tournament will happen, but that's the UCLA Invitational. They're going to win the championship, period. That's it. And Patty Gasso's program is almost, uh, it seems like, at that stage right now. So, again, first pitch today, Marita Hinesfield, 330 Oklahoma in the UCF Knights, and that game will be on ESPN2 
Chris Plank, of course, will have the great call on the Sooner Network. Okay, let's break right here. Let's get to some of your texts. 405-651-3439 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. That's 405-651-3439. I'm here at Riverwind. Tomorrow night is opening night at Beats and Bites 2022. Get your tickets right now online at riverwind.com. $5 for each ticket to see Night Ranger and Starship outdoors tomorrow night. We'll be right back. Here at Riverwind Casino on a Friday, I'm going to be out here all day. I've got the uh, streaming show that I do coming up at 3. I'll be uh, right here at Riverwind, too, and I'll be at Riverwind tomorrow night for Beats and Bites 2022, the uh, opening concert of the summer season for Beats and Bites 2022 is out here tomorrow night. It will be Night Ranger and Starship. And then we've got great shows coming in June. Of course, we've got Everclear with Sister Hazel and Deep Blue Something. Two shows in July. Randy Rogers Band on July 9th and uh, Scotty McCreary on July 30th. And uh, after the show on July 9th, the Randy Rogers Band show, they'll have a fireworks display outdoors here with uh, the concert again happening a little bit earlier in the evening, and the fireworks show to follow, but it's always a great time, presented by Riverwind and their partners, Coop Ale Works. If you've been out to Riverwind, you've seen the Coop Ale House Bar. It is really cool. And uh, so craft beers, any that you're looking for from Coop Ale Works will be out there. You also have the incredible local food truck selection, retail vendors. It's pet-friendly, activities for the kids, and some great music outdoors. What's not to like? Beats and Bites 2022 happening and kicking off tomorrow night here at Riverwind Outdoors. Night Ranger and Starship with Mickey Thomas. The individual tickets, $5 a piece. You can get them online right now at riverwind.com. Or if you're coming out to the casino today uh, or tomorrow, you can purchase them, of course, at the uh, box office right here where I am at the Showplace Theater as well. Okay, text line, Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. Always available to you, 405-651-3439. I have a, um, a question that I got via text, my own personal text, and I will relay this one to you as well, and we can both answer this one, Parker. Gotcha. And a friend of mine wants to know, give me five breakout players – for the Sooners this season, five players who could end up being huge impact players for OU. I've got my five here. Let's see if they match up. I'll start. you got to go with the obvious one, Dylan Gabriel at quarterback. That's where everybody looks first. And he does have a chance to be a breakout. He's already a proven Power 5 college football quarterback. They're not Power 5, but, you know, you think of a group of five or whatever. But major college quarterback, he's already proven himself. Now can he take that next step, do it in a league that's going to be more competitive, playing in one of the greatest programs in college football? You know, I think he's going to have a really good year. So Dylan Gabriel, obvious choice, but that's the first choice for me. Who do you have? Okay, so we're just going one at a time here? Breakout stars. Okay, well, yes. if we're just doing one at a time, my first pick has to be I, – I would think it's the most obvious, and that is Danny Stutzman, who was hampered by that dislocated elbow last season when he was on the field. Man, he was on a my force. List too. Now that you got Brian Asamoah, NFL bound with the Minnesota Vikings, it's Stutzman's show in the linebacker core. He's the one guy that you can absolutely solidly pencil and sharpie him in 
as a starter, and I would expect he cracks the 100 tackle barrier in 2022. All right. I had, well, since we're going on the defensive side of the ball, I've got two offensive guys and three defensive guys. I'm going to go with Ethan Downs also. Um, And, again, this question came via a personal text, and it was give me five breakout stars for the Sooners you win. Nice. Our man Trevor came out here and won 100 bucks just like that here at Riverwind. Trevor, he's got the magic touch. Uh, so I'm going to go with Ethan Downs. Again, made some plays last year as a freshman, but I, I think it's uh, the sky's the limit again. Both he and Danny Stutzman have a very high ceiling, and, you know, it could end being like Sistine Chapel beautiful before it's all said and done. Yeah, I've, I've, I mean, I've got Ethan Downs on my list, too, and I don't think it's a secret. I think this dude could be a monster in 2022. I think the ceiling for him is double-digit sacks. I think that's a very realistic possibility, and I would expect that he'll be at least second-team All-Big 12. That's the kind of year I foresee Ethan Downs having. So when we're talking about breakout players, for me, as far as the Sooners are concerned in 2022 – it starts with three guys, Stutzman, Ethan Downs, and, of course, my guy, Javante Barnes, at the running back position. I think he is hey, We're to four be. for four. Are we, we really? We're four for four. Yes, four for four. Wait, There's who's... one name left. Okay. Uh, well, I, I, did, I actually didn't have Gabriel among oh, you my did? five. Too I easy? Did not because, okay. Well, just because right. I think he's, he's already experienced his breakout. I get, I get what yeah. you're saying, and I get your rationale, but – if he has a good year, I feel like at this point people expect it. You know, my employer, yeah, 24-7 Sports, just ranked him the fourth best quarterback in all of college football heading into the 2022 season. So I don't really perceive Gabriel as a guy that needs to break out. Uh, the next guy that I want to bring up, Mike, how about the newest Sooner? Because I'm a big believer in him. I think L.V. Bunkley Shelton could be a real nice piece for this Oklahoma passing attack in 2022. And obviously you have... Theo Weiss, you've got Marvin Mims, you've got Jalil Farouk and Drake Stoops pretty firmly entrenched at the top of the depth chart. But there's room in this offense for somebody else to break out and put up some pretty decent numbers as a pass catcher. And you look at what Bunkley Shelton did over the first two seasons of his collegiate career at Arizona State, this is a guy that's made stuff happen. He has made plays. And I think I, I got to favor him to be the primary challenger to Stoops for snaps at the slot position. I actually think as much as I like Drake Stoops, I think Bunkley Shelton's a guy that could push Drake Stoops for a starting job in 2022 at the slot position. That's how good he is, and that's how good he can be. So he's number four for me. Who, uh, who rounds out your list? The uh, rest of my list, and you might even consider this guy the same way, you know, that you look at Dylan Gabriel, that he's kind of proven. He's, he's not a known commodity like Dylan Gabriel is because he doesn't play the quarterback position, but I went with Jeffrey Johnson on the defensive line. Kid from Dulane. Okay. What do you think? Okay. Again, I, I, I feel the same with him as I do about Gabriel. You know, it's, has it happened at the Power 5 level for him? No. But he's proven enough as a collegian that I wouldn't really regard an outstanding season from Jeffrey Johnson as a breakout per se. My fifth is Kanai Walker, who right now I would say is in line to start opposite Woody Washington at the cornerback position. And Walker, of course, the Louisville transfer, six foot two, two hundred and five pounds, outstanding size, outstanding skills. 
especially for a cornerback. And I think between him and Woody, you got two sizable guys out there on the outside that are capable of locking down opposing receivers. And he's going to have to fight to earn that job opposite Woody, I do think, because he's going to be pushed by DJ Graham. He's going to be pushed by Jaden Davis. He's going to be pushed by C.J. Colden, the incoming transfer from Wyoming. But I think Kanai Walker has the highest physical ceiling of any quarterback in the Oklahoma cornerback stable. And I think that includes Woody Washington, even though, for my money, Woody is the best overall defensive back on this roster. But what Walker can be in the long term, I would say transcends what Woody can be and has been at Oklahoma. So I, I'm a huge fan of Kanai Walker's potential, and I'm excited to see how much of it he can realize in 2022 for Oklahoma. All right, Steel Man and Thune here on a Friday, getting you ready for the weekend. I am out here at Riverwind Casino tomorrow night. Again, is the first show of the 2022, 2022 Beats and Bites summer schedule. Night Ranger, Sister Christian on the stage, along with... Starship with Mickey Thomas, all those great hits. We built this city, no way out. Sarah, uh, you know, don't tell me you love me for Night Ranger. There's going to be a lot of hits, a lot of happy people out here tomorrow night enjoying all the great local food trucks and the great craft beer from Coupe Ale Works. We've got kid-friendly activities outdoors. You can bring your pets, retail vendors, great music, a great time outdoors. Beats and Bites 2022 begins tomorrow night outdoors here at riverwind get your tickets each individual ticket is only five bucks a piece they still have some left not a bunch but get online and get yours at riverwind.com or here at the casino box office we'll come right back mike steely parker thune here on the home of sooner fans the ref radio network okay back with you here at riverwind on a friday mike steely along with parker thune Steelman and thune at noon we have brandon drum coming up with us at uh, 135 today for his friday conversation we are uh, we're eight days away from a champion barbecue so we'll ask brandon his thoughts on what's going to happen there it's going to be a huge recruiting weekend for the oklahoma sooners and uh, brandon drum will join us 247 sports ouinsider.com Coming up, and that'll be at 1.35 today here on The Ref. All right, I told you Beats and Bites is happening. Beats and Bites 2022, first show out tomorrow night, Night Ranger and Starship with Mickey Thomas. And, again, you can get your uh, individual tickets online right now at riverwind.com. That's riverwind.com. Or if you're coming out to the casino before the show tomorrow, uh, gates open at 5 o'clock, you can get them at the box office for, obviously, $5 as well. Parker Thune, what is the best concert you have ever been to? That's a good question, Mike. Uh, I'm trying to think. It's been so long. Since I was at an actual concert. I tell you what, one that I really, really enjoyed and one that was just kind of, I mean, it was one of my first real experiences as a college student was I went to go see Lecrae at McCaslin Fieldhouse when I was a freshman in college. So I would say that's probably one that stands out. Gosh, I'm trying to think when the last time I went to a concert was. It's had, it had to have been before COVID, I would think, because recently yeah i just there's not a whole lot that comes to mind 
You know, the Fieldhouse, like I said, they, they hosted uh, James Marshall Hendricks, better known as Jimi Hendrix, for two shows back in the day. In fact, you can find uh, some clips on YouTube. Jimi Hendrix played, I think, like a 7 o'clock show and a 10 o'clock show over at the old Fieldhouse. Still McCaslin Fieldhouse, just refurbished, obviously. So there's some, uh, there's some legendary vibes there in that venue. For me, and obviously you haven't been on the planet long enough to match resumes with me. Now, I miss many shows by being grounded, like I missed the KISS concert. KISS was huge back in the day. I missed the Zeppelin concert because I was grounded. My parents were, they weren't super strict, but I was an idiot. And uh, I got myself in a lot of trouble, and they took stuff away from me, which was formed me into the... You know, regional radio star that I am right now. So thank you to my parents. They, they did things right. Uh, but I would have to go for me, Parker Thum, Rolling Stones in Norman, number one. Because I would have never imagined. By the way, we did have uh, back in, what was it, 1980, I think it was, Rocklahoma. You had Van Halen, um, the Doobie Brothers, Pat Benatar, and I think Sammy Hagar. And they had a show called Rocklahoma at Owen Field back in the day. Guess what? I was grounded for that, so I didn't get to go. But I never would have thought the Rolling Stones would play Owen Field. And yet there they were, Mick Jagger, Keith Richards, the late Charlie Watts, all of them on stage in Norman. So that would be number one for me. I'll tell you another good one. You 2 with opening group the Black Eyed Peas, also in Norman. Outdoors, Owen Field, another great show. And then my third-ranked concert would be the Who front row at Ford Center. Now, the Who, again, this wasn't Keith Moon, John Entwistle, along with Daltrey and Pete Townsend. It was uh, Townsend and Daltrey, and they had another bass player at the time. Entwistle, of course, died early. Uh, Keith Moon passed a long time ago. But to see just those two guys front row was awesome. So I'd go Stones 1, U2, Black Eyed Peas at Owen Field 2, and The Who 3. So we've got to get you. You, If you had one, would it be like Bob Dylan, Tom Petty? If you had one show you could see with anybody in the history of music, yeah, dead or alive, well, see, who would it be? As I've mentioned before on this show, one of my great regrets is not going to see Tom Petty in the summer of 2017 because he ended up passing in October of that year. And, of course, I, now I'm never going to get the chance to see Tom Petty in concert unless it's a hologram or something in 20 years. But... Uh, I would say Tom Petty would be awesome if I could see him in concert. Bob Dylan would obviously be fantastic. Although I've heard, I I don't know, Mike, would you agree with this? I, have you seen Dylan in concert? I have not, and okay. that's one of my regrets, yeah, too, because well, I've had a couple chances, and I, for whatever reason I haven't gone, but if he comes back, I'd love to see him. Yeah, a lot of people hit the text line the other day and said Bob Dylan in concert is kind of a disappointing experience. I don't know what I think about all that, and I feel like that's just it's bucket list material one way or another. Seeing Bob Dylan live, and he's he's 81 years old, so he didn't got many touring years left in him. I wouldn't figure, but I, I always thought you seeing you two in concert would be fantastic. I grew up on you two. Uh, I'm also I'm also big on the Decemberists, Mike, and of course their concerts are very very different. So I feel like that's the kind of concert mm-hmm. I would like to drop in on one of these days. Yeah, I've heard uh, Dylan's 
uh, kind of hot and cold. You can catch him on a really bad night every now and then, and that probably happens with some other groups as well. But still, just to see him again would be great, and I have failed in my mission to see him. And, uh, you know, I just watched a long documentary on him about six weeks ago, so that would be a, a cool experience. All right, as we get ready to head into the top of the hour, ladies and gentlemen, want to tell you again tomorrow beats and bites opens out here night ranger and starship get on out here get your tickets at riverwind.com all right next hour brandon drum will join us here on the ref keep it here on a friday with steel man and thune we shall return i am actually out at riverwind casino today it's a huge weekend it's opening weekend for beats and bites 2022 if you're not familiar with beats and bites where you been where you been because it's a great outdoor concert series Every year, this will be six years running at Riverwind Casino, outdoors at Riverwind, and we start tomorrow night with opening night, Night Ranger and Starship featuring Mickey Thomas tomorrow night, and there's still some tickets available. They've sold a bunch, but there are a few still left. Get yours online at riverwind.com. That is riverwind.com. We've got other shows coming up this summer. Uh, in June, you've got Everclear with Sister Hazel and Deep Blue Something. In July, two great shows, Randy Rogers Band, July 9th, followed by a tremendous fireworks display. And then on July 30th, it'll be Scotty McCreary on the Beats and Bites stage, all presented by Riverwind and Coupe Works with all the great local food trucks out here, activities for the kids, retail vendors, the pets. They're good to go out here as long as you clean up after them. You know, you can't bring an alligator or anything, but, you know, you can bring uh, you can bring the dog. No problem there. And, again, it's all happening uh, starting tomorrow out here at Riverwind Casino. Beats and Bites 22 gets underway tomorrow night. Okay, so Brent Venables uh, at the uh, Sooner Caravan stop last night at the Omni Hotel. And, by the way, a bunch of you came by. Parker, from what I hear, there were a bunch of people who got their uh, Ref Sooner Caravan T-shirts last night. So thank you guys for coming out. And, uh, and grabbing some merch as well, some free stuff, by the way. But, um, you know, Brent got up there and talked about the upcoming season, and Porter was up there, and Jenny Baranchek. So, you know, it's been a very successful Sooner Caravan tour. But yesterday, Brent, you know, was also on the rush to promote, you know, the caravan and what's also happening this summer. And part of what's happening this summer is the kids' camps coming up for Brent with Sooner Football. And uh, you guys know the story, hopefully. You know the story of Jimmy Greenbeans, Brent's alter ego. Parker, for those who don't, can you tell people who Jimmy Greenbeans is? (laughs) So as as the legend goes, Brent Venables was just fed up with whatever scout team quarterback was running reps while he was at Clemson. So he decided to rechristen himself Jimmy Greenbeans and take his place and run the reps as the quarterback. And uh, according to the legend, Venable's got himself a pretty decent arm. So that's where the uh, legend of Jimmy Greenbeans was born. So it's become a very prominent alternative moniker for Coach Venables. There you go. And, yes, uh, you have a Twitter account already for Jimmy Greenbeans that's pretty popular so, yes, the legend of Jimmy Greenbeans, uh, Brent taking uh, scout team reps at Clemson, has grown and grown and grown. And uh, Tyler McComas asked Brent yesterday in the rush if Jimmy Greenbeans was going to be at these camps this summer. Oh, you know he's coming. You know that. 
hey, that's like the secret <laughs> weapon. I'd be that would be uh, that would be negligent of me if I didn't make sure he was there. There you go. So Jimmy Greenbeans will be there at uh, the Sooner football camps with Brent Venables because Jimmy Greenbeans is Brent Venables. But that means that he's going to be taking a role, throwing the football a little bit here and there, which is good to know. Okay, a what was a summer kids camp or sports camp that you went to that you remember best? You seem like a summer camp kind of kid back in the day. I, I was not, Mike. I was what I, really? Well, I was playing baseball all summer, so I never like had a whole week to set aside to go to a camp or anything like that. Yeah. So. Well, you grew up in the area of AAU baseball where all the baseball teams – see, when I played baseball way back in the covered wagon days, we would have like 20, maybe 25 baseball games at most in the summer. You guys growing up needed a traveling secretary. That's when it started getting ridiculous. I bet you played at least 50 games a summer. Uh, at least, right? at least, yeah. oftentimes closer to 70, 75. So, yes, in general, I mean, 20, 25 games a season, <laughs> that, that, that pales in, the, in comparison to what I was doing, Mike, because I was usually playing 20, 25 games a month. Yeah, it, it's crazy because, again, what we needed were some new baseball cleats and a glove and a batting glove, and that's pretty much it we needed. But, man, parents these days, again, they get you in the wallet, and they get you at the gates, and they get you with a coach, and they get you everywhere. Because the kids, you know, some of these kids are playing like you were 75 to 100 games a summer. And I'm all for organized sports, but I'm also for kids being able to have a life. They're not professional baseball players yet. So, anyway, I'm just saying, they should be able to, you know, spend some time when they're out of school, maybe take a fishing trip, a vacation. But instead, again, they are, uh, they're out playing a baseball tournament every single weekend. I'm just saying. my The camp that I remember, I went to Arkansas basketball camp when Eddie Sutton was there. And this was the summer after, because we're talking about Brent, talking about the, uh, the football camps coming up this summer. But... Arkansas had just gone to the Final Four. It was the 78 Arkansas team, the original triplets, Sidney Moncrief, Ron Brewer, Marvin Delph. I still remember the other two starters, Jim Counts, the defensive stopper, and the big man inside, Steve Shaw, coached by Eddie Sutton. And this was when Eddie had a permanent at the time. He, had, uh, he, he actually had that. But so me and my buddy... Brian McDonald, who also played basketball, we decided, you know what, we're going to Arkansas. Let's go to Arkansas basketball camp this summer. Let's go to Arkansas basketball camp. So we made the trip to Fayetteville, and on the brochure, you know, it says Ron Brewer, Sidney Moncrief, and Marvin Delph. The only one who showed up was Marvin Delph. No Ron Brewer, no Sidney Moncrief. Eddie Sutton was there for a while, and I love Eddie, but Eddie was there for a while. And I remember that, so we're in the dorms at the University of Arkansas, and we went to play. We never got into Barnhill, the old arena, but we went to Fayetteville High School, okay? Fayetteville High School's gym. And I guess the first, we, we went through all the drills, and, you know, we had scrimmages and everything the first day of camp. And the next day, 
we show up at Fayetteville High School, and the head coach at Fayetteville High School has us run lines, basically football's equivalent of gassers. And he ran us absolutely ragged because some buffoon in the dormitory overnight had stuffed a huge roll of toilet paper in one of the facilities and flooded one of the floors at the university. So some clown had us running sprints for like 20 minutes. And we paid for this. And, you know, nobody fessed up to it, so everybody had to run. So I wasn't expecting at summer camp to be punished, you know, after my parents paid pretty good money for us to go to the Eddie Sutton Arkansas basketball camp, only to be run by a high school basketball coach for 20 minutes straight. It was agonizing. What was Eddie and doing also, while all of this was happening? Eddie, Eddie wasn't there at that time. But, man, that guy from Fayetteville High School, I can't remember his name, but he decided you guys are going to run for this. I guess probably the people at Arkansas get very upset with him and said, or, or they were very upset and said, somebody flooded our dorms from this dang camp. Run these guys. And that's exactly what he did. I tell you what, the coaches that are on a power trip, they love nothing more than running their athletes. I played for a baseball coach in high school. They just had us do an absolutely inane amount of running, which is absurd because in the sport of baseball, Mike, running for distance is not something you ever need to do. You need to be able to sprint 90 feet base to base, and that's about it. Yeah, your longest run in baseball would be a home run trot, right? Pretty much. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, and so, yeah, it's but that was crazy. I just remember thinking, oh, this is supposed to be fun. This is supposed to be, you know, a summer treat, Arkansas basketball camp. I can also remember uh, Gene Cady, the legendary head coach at Purdue. He was one of the assistants then. And my first memory of Gene Cady was him taking uh, b- pizza orders. Gene Cady, we would gather together after practice, and he would have a clipboard out. All right, who wants beef or cheese pizza? And Gene would write down beef or cheese, and they would deliver it to your room. And that was it. So Gene Cady paid his dues as the pizza order guy back in the day at Arkansas basketball camp. So that's my memory. I forgot that you grew up in the era where you have to play, if you're a kid and you play baseball, you've got to play a major league schedule every summer. Yeah, I mean, we were playing almost every single night. Did you? I mean, even if you love it, did you ever get tired of it and go, like, a game? How many games this week? No, no, I did love it. I never got tired of it. So you never get tired of it. Wow. But you probably didn't have to practice. See, the thing that, to me, that was always boring about sports, especially football, football practice to me was I, I just hated it. The games were great. Football practice, not fun. Baseball practice was more laid back, you know, take some infield, shack some fly balls, take your cuts at the plate and BP. That's it, pretty much. Basketball practice was all right, not bad. Football practice was horrible, but I guess baseball was the easiest sport to practice for me. But you guys were playing so many games, you didn't have probably hardly much time for practice. No, that was kind of the nice thing, was you'd be playing so many games that you wouldn't have to practice but yeah. more than once every couple weeks. You know why? We talking about practice, man. Not a game. We are talking about practice. And practice, for the most part, is not fun. 
Okay, we're going to take a break. Colin's going to join us from Riverwind to tell us about Beats and Bites, what to expect tomorrow night. It's going to be a great time, I can tell you that. That you can expect, and you can still get your tickets right now. They have some more available. And, again, they're online at riverwind.com, only $5 a piece. That's it. It's a bargain. Night Ranger, Starship tomorrow night on opening night here at Riverwind. Let's break real quick, come back. Tell you what's happening with Beats and Bites. Talk some more sports. We will get to the text line if you want to text us. 405-651-3439. We're brought to you this hour by the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley. We'll also tell you about them when we get back here on The Ref. All right, we're back at Riverwind. And welcome back. Mike Steely with you. Parker Thune back in the Brown O'Haver Studios on a Friday. Hope everybody's having a great Friday. Are you ready for the weekend? Is that the dumbest question? I'm pretty stupid, but that's the dumbest question you can ask anybody on a Friday. Are you ready for the weekend? No, no, I'd rather I'd rather continue working myself, forget the weekend. I want to work continuously. You know what? This weekend, though, we've got Beats and Bites getting underway here at Riverwind here to tell us all about it, our friend Colin. And, uh, Colin, this is, uh, what, six years now for Riverwind and Beats and Bites with this great uh, outdoor concert series that gets more and more popular every year pretty much, right? Yeah, this makes year number six, and we're kicking it off strong with Night Ranger and Starship tomorrow night. It's going to be fun. And uh, what people need to know is, again, you're going to have all the great local food trucks out there, right? Give me some of the names of the food trucks, because I know people will recognize a lot of these. Yeah, so we've got Flavor Train, HTO, Coit's Food Truck, K&K Mobile Snow Cones, um, Some Like It Tot, Yum Pig, Psycho Taco, David Smokin' Barbecue, Mako's Indian Tacos. We've got a ton of them. I mean, they're all very well known, so you've got a bunch of food opportunities out here. And you know what? You, you can do just a little food sampling. It's like a, a, every cuisine, cuisine that you can think of, you can pretty much sample out here at Riverwind. Yeah, so, we've got a wide range. Yeah, absolutely. You've got so much variety, and uh, the concerts out here are very popular. Again, uh, it's a kid-friendly environment, activities for the kids. So it's, it's about the music, as Jack Black said in the School of Rock. It's about the music, man, but it's also about a little bit more than the music, right? Yeah, it's about family and community, too. So it's definitely a family-friendly event and just a thank you to the community. So there's going to be not just music and food trucks, but we've also got inflatables, face painting. We've got a caricature artist coming out, um, some other vendors that are selling, like, T-shirts and different things. So it's fun for the whole family and that's why we call it the beats and bites festival because it really is a festival it's a little bit like a fair you know out there with some great music too and night ranger and starship grew up with both of those bands uh and again you're going to hear a lot of great music and then we've got you know we've got country coming in july with randy rogers and scotty mccreary we've got kind of alternative 90s uh, music coming with Everclear, Deep Blue Something, and Sister Hazel. So there's a little bit for everybody, right? It's kind of yeah. it's like you guys designed it to be like this. Hey, you caught our secret. That's yeah, exactly what we're doing. Uh, it appeals to everybody. So you guys always have great promotions. Justin, Reed, everybody. When Marcy was here, I always marvel at the uh, promotional calendar that you guys throw out every month. But uh, Beats and Bites again. We were talking about this. Five dollars for individual ticket. Imagine going to you know, a movie now uh, and how much you're going to have to spend on concessions. And I love going to the cinema as well and going to the theater. But you talk about this is about as good as it gets bargain-wise, I think. Yeah, it is. And you talk about $5 for an individual ticket, and then you've got food trucks you can sample. 
you know, as much as you want to sample. And, uh, you know, it's very affordable and, like I said, family-friendly. So uh, Riverwind's always got something going on, always. And I know that we've had, because of the pandemic, we haven't had the Showplace Theater for a while. You guys are kind of reshuffling some things around here and restructuring a few things. So we'll have the Showplace Theater back eventually. But uh, music's been a big part of the Riverwind legacy, too. Indoors and outdoors, which I love. Yep, that's my favorite part. Absolutely. All right, so anything that we need to know in terms of it is, uh, if you really, really need to bring your pet out and you're worried about Rover staying at home, and, oh, no, Rover you know, will tear up our sofa because he's brand new, you can actually bring a pet out here. You have to clean up uh after your pet also what about like individual coolers anything like that um no individual coolers just because we do have um all of the food trucks and vendors selling their drinks and things but um we also have free water that'll be available for everybody at several different locations as well um but no coolers other than that you can bring Um, your own chairs right please bring your own lawn chairs there's no seating but it's first come first serve so highly recommend bringing your own lawn chairs and you guys do there's some like tables out there here and there right yes we do have a bunch of picnic tables out there you do have those but encourage you to bring your own you know your little over-the-shoulder chair apparatus that you can plop down would be nice so colin you guys do an unbelievable job we always enjoy having you on and uh like I said, I, Riverwind Promotional Department Marketing, everything out here is first class. So Beats and Bites 2022 will be exactly the same. Appreciate it, my man. Thank yeah, you so thanks much. Thanks for having me. Collins, my man, who sets up, gets my streaming equipment out. And you know what? I get here at Thursday mornings before I go out to the radio studio because I come back here and stream Thursday and Friday. But I set up my equipment. They bring it out for me. And it's like clockwork. It's there every single day. I've trusted my streaming equipment to the folks here at Riverwind. Never, Not a scratch on it, ever. And it's been unbelievable. You guys are real pros. Thank you, Colin. Appreciate you. All right, Colin here at Riverwind. And, again, Beats and Bites 2022 kicks off tomorrow night. Okay. Um, you know, it's pretty amazing, Parker Thune, that when you talk about what's going on spring sports-wise, that was awesome, dude. Uh, when you talk about – we just had a bad golf handshake, though. I tried to fist bump, he tried to handshake, and then I tried to handshake, and he tried to fist bump. It's kind of like when Tiger did that with Steve Williams one time. But um, you talk about number one Oklahoma women's softball, favorite to win the national championship, number one OU men's golf, taking it off here in about five minutes out at Greyhawk in Scottsdale, Arizona, as the number one overall seed. Obviously, K.J. Kindler and the OU women won the gymnastics championship. Mark Williams and the Sooner men, they were second to Stanford. Now you've got the Oklahoma, the OU women's tennis team, runner-up, nearly won a national championship, lost to Texas in the final. And now you have Parker, the OU baseball team, also getting red hot, which there is a point this season, and I can still remember some people that were, you know, completely jumping ship when they went to Wichita for that midweek game and got beat 18 to nothing. But I tell you what, Skip Johnson and the Sooner baseball team, they're rolling right now too, and they could be hosting a regional. Maybe one more win, they get to the championship against Texas in Arlington, and I think they're probably going to be hosting a regional. Mike, two months ago there were people ready to fire Skip Johnson. How the narrative has turned on its head. With this OU baseball Mm -hmm. team, and, you know, you cite the examples of golf, tennis, softball, baseball. Obviously, uh, both men's and women's basketball teams coming off successful seasons, and everybody's buzzing about Brent Venables and the football program. Is there a more well-rounded athletic department nationwide than the one that Joe Castiglione has crafted? 
You know, it's it's very impressive, man. It is really impressive. And uh, I thought it was really cool, you know, because uh, Plank always has K.J. Kendler on uh, his show all the time. And K.J. Kendler coming in after the uh, Sooner Women won the national championship. A bunch of very impressive young ladies. And Maggie Nichols came out. And for me, you know, meeting Maggie Nichols for the first time, having, you know, seen all of, uh, you know, what she's done on, on the mat and all of her records so impressive, but speaking out as she did against Larry Nasser and changing the discourse of you know what's going on in in women's gym, gymnastics, it was like meeting a historical figure, you know, as well uh, when she was out there. So yeah, the, things are going well for the OU athletic department. There is no doubt about that. So uh, Sooners on the softball diamond are about two hours away from first pitch at Marita Hines Field. Oklahoma and Central Florida, 3.30, ESPN2 will telecast that today. And the OU men's golf team teeing it up here in a couple minutes. They'll get underway with round one at Greyhawk. How about if we somehow got a match play Bedlam National Championship in golf, and then we got a Bedlam Women's College World Series final? That would be pretty awesome. That would be pretty, pretty good, no doubt about it. And uh, the Cowgirls uh, beat Clemson last night 2-zip in Stillwater. They need just one more victory to win another trip to the Women's College World Series, and Oklahoma State will play tonight, 8 o'clock on ESPN2. If they beat Clemson tonight, they are back in the Women's College World Series bracket again at Hall of Fame Stadium. So uh, that's an 8 o'clock start again tonight in Stillwater. How's everything back at the station on a Friday? Is it a ghost town yet? It is kind of a ghost town. Everybody's cleared out for the most part. It's just me and two computer screens. You know, I figured out a long time ago on radio who doesn't work on Fridays, rarely, the sales department. And I love to say, are my fellow radio colleagues who work in sales, I salute you. Because for years and years and years, you've been a able to abandon ship on Fridays by, like, noon. Are there any salespeople there that you you want to call anybody? You don't have to do that, I'm not, but listen, I'm just wondering. I'm not about to throw anybody under the bus. I saw Perry walk past the studio a few minutes okay. ago, so he's still Perry, there. there you go, Perry. All right, Perry, we, we can check off Perry. Perry's good. I'm just saying. But you know what? I had to work in sales for about six months. I was horrible. I could get the appointments, but I was too afraid to ask for the money. And that's what you're there for. But I'm like thinking, this guy doesn't need to. He can't afford to advertise. I don't want to ask him for the money. I I was one of the guys in Glen Gary, Glen Ross, that Alec Baldwin was yelling at when I was in sales. You call yourself a salesman, you son of a. That was me. I was not meant to be a salesman. It was the death of a salesman. I was Biff Loman, and it happened. It took less than six months. But anyway, um, I, I salute them. If you can get at least half of your Friday off, that's good. If you get a two-and-a-half-day weekend, that's good for the soul. If you can pull that off, I'd be pulling it off if I could. All right, we got a break right here. Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley, exit 72, for a great deal on a car, truck, or SUV. And a tremendous guarantee after the sale. Oil changes and engines for life. 
on newer used gas or diesel at no additional cost to you. That's a heck of a deal right there at the Seth Wadley Auto Group. Brandon Drum, this man knows all when it comes to Sooner recruiting. Parker does too, but Brandon also has a different outlook, different perspective. That's why we bring him on every Friday, and we'll talk to Brandon Drum, and we'll play his really cool open music too when we get back here on The Ref. We are back here at Riverwind. Mike Steely with you, Steelman and Thune. Well afternoon, getting ready to uh, get locked in with Parker and uh, Tyler McComas at the top of the hour. Brandon, Thr- Brandon Drum joins us on this Friday on the law offices of Rod Polston, Oklahoma Tax Resolution Line. And, Brandon, we talked about the Ashton Cozart situation last week he does uh, end up committing to oregon and based on what he tweeted it looks like it's pretty much shut down no doubt for ashton cozart but the sooners did finally go offer cole adams how far behind do you think oklahoma is with cole adams right now and how much ground do they have to make up i think it all depends on where and when he officials you know uh, and I don't, I, that, Parker will know more than that on me because I've been out in Florida since all that situation's gone down. And I, I believe he's going up there, has been up there to see him. Uh, I think they had like a team camp this week on Thursday and Friday. So, um, but yeah, the, uh, that situation is going to be, uh, I, I think at the end of the day, it'd be, I'd be hard pressed to see him not be a sooner. You know, I was asked that in our chat on our board, and they said, you know, give me the three guys to commit next. And I said, I believe uh, Cole Adams, Jacoby Johnson, and P.J. Adebari. So, and I feel like Parker would probably agree with me on those three. So, uh, uh, and right now, as far as Cole goes, I, I, you know, Alabama has been doing a good job of it, but uh, I why hasn't he committed, you know, if they were in such a such a hurry? He's been waiting on Oklahoma, it feels like. At least that's that's the impression that I've gotten from what I've seen so far. Okay, Brandon, so let me ask you. You just mentioned right there off the bat, uh, Jacoby Johnson, P.J. Adebarre, Cole Adams is kind of the three guys that you're eyeing that could be on commit watch here as we get closer to the Champ U barbecue. Uh, obviously Johnson, a homegrown product of Mustang, Oklahoma, Adams out of Owasso, and P.J. Adabari just up the road uh, from North Kansas City, Missouri. Outside of those three, go ahead and give us three more, three guys that are maybe off the beaten path a little bit, maybe that the casual fan isn't as familiar with, but that will be in town for the Champion Barbecue next weekend and that you think Oklahoma has a sneaky good shot to land. Uh Peyton Kirkland, he's going to announce on July 23rd. Uh, just like I reported on OU Insider, his mom's moving to Houston in February. So that always, especially when everybody kind of thought, oh, it's going to be tough for him to leave the state uh, because he, he's very close to his mother. So, you know, that that's one of them. Um, man, on the spot, you got me there. Uh I mean, I think another one is Derek LeBlanc because he he didn't he, he kind of said I want to wait, and then you know now he told me you know he he's just kind of wanting to get the first three weeks out of June out of the way and just see where things go from there. But I think the funny thing is is that he's taken an unofficial to Oklahoma for like the fifth time, fifth or sixth time since late January, and at the same time, 
he is uh, not going to take an official to Oklahoma until, uh, I guess, the season, but he said he's 100% going to do so. So I think regardless of what his decision is, I think he's got to kind of give Oklahoma a pretty decent shot there, if not a really, really good shot there with him. Um, another guy, obviously, Caden Green, uh you know, he's another guy that I think Oklahoma's in a really good spot with, and I still think, you know, Nebraska fans are kind of jumping for joy since he announced he was going to make a decision shortly after his official visit, but at the end of the day, he's been to Oklahoma about seven times after this weekend and been there about three. So uh, I'll, I'll take I'll follow the visits, and I'll say he ends up in Norman. Brandon Drum with us, OU Insider, 247 Sports, of course, joining us every Friday with us on the law offices of Rod Polston, Oklahoma Tax Resolution Line. Uh, we've talked about it because of what Clemson did with Brent on staff and with Todd Bates, obviously. Um, both considered great recruiters, great reputations, and the Sooners have made some inroads in that part of the uh, the SEC, ACC country. Um you know, obviously, being in a prospect's top five and visiting, all of that looks great, but you got to close some of these. Which ones in that part of the country do you think the Sooners have a really realistic shot of closing a couple of those guys and really creating some headlines? Um, yeah, I named Derek LeBlanc. I think that's a, that's a, a, a given in that area. Um, I think Kelby Collins is a guy that, in a really good spot with, and uh, but Oklahoma is sitting pretty decent there, right with Alabama. So we'll see because Alabama can only take so many players at that position, and they're loaded in that state. So I think it's going to be kind of want to take Kelby Collins. Do they not want to take Kelby Collins? That type of deal. Um, I think Caden Caden McDonald, the four-star defensive tackle out of. Uh, Atlanta, Georgia area, North Atlanta High School. Uh, I think he's another one that would. He's got so many connections to the to the state of Oklahoma and the University. Coach Bates was one of the very first people to ever go out and recruiting. So that's in the twenty twenty three class. When you're talking twenty four class, I mean it gets even deeper. Uh, you know. So many kids. I, I could just go on and on about kids. Kavion Henderson, uh, you know, Heaven Brown Schuler, you know, it, it goes on and on and on. Guys that really do, Oklahoma really does have a great shot with in that region and probably even more that I'm not really saying here off the top of my head. So uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see how things go whenever, uh, you know, National Spring Day rolls around in 2024. It's, Brandon, before we let you go here, got to ask about this quarterback situation in the class of 2024. Obviously, DJ Lagway is kind of the guy that the Sooners have pinpointed early on in the process. Jeff Lebby has been down to Willis, Texas to take a look at him. The guy that everybody else is wondering about, of course, is Allen High School's own Michael Hawkins, himself an OU legacy. So what do you think about where the Sooners sit with Lagway and how likely it is? How likely do you think it is that Hawkins eventually gets the offer from OU? I think it's pretty decent that Hawkins eventually gets the offer. I think he's going to have to go to camp and prove it, which is okay. You know, I think he's going to do so. Um, and I'm sorry about all the noise. I just landed in Dallas, guys. So 
Um, but uh, you guys got me right as I was taxing in. That <laughs> um, uh, as far as DJ Lagway goes, I, you know he oh he's in a really good spot with him. Uh, at the same time, you have to watch out for A and M. They've been kind of a sleeper school there. Uh, they actually pinpoint him as a you know the guy in twenty four. I think they'll be tough to beat. At least that's what I've been told. But right now, there's a lot of people that feel like is in a really really good spot. Jeff Levy's jumped in there, recruited him really hard from the get go. And if Oklahoma is a before A and M decide going to do in twenty four class, um, maybe. You know, if they if, if they have a really good part of the season, they maybe a little bit. Uh, then maybe you're you. I think that's how you have to watch and see how you know the season go and how long it takes for them to really point in on who they're gonna who they're gonna start recruiting hard in 2024 class. Before we really know how things are going to land in that position. There you go, Brandon Drum. Thank you, Brandon. We'll talk to you next Friday. Have a good trip. Brandon Drum joining us. I, I did say I was just telling somebody uh, this morning that somebody being Drake Dyken, that the cell phone has been great for radio in some respects because you can call from pretty much anywhere, and it's also been the worst thing. For radio, in many respects. I would rather have a guest on our old rotary phone. <laughs> old school rotary hardwired. phone. Hardwired. My grandma had hardwired, man. I know it's difficult to dial, especially long distance. You're going to wear out your index finger. But guess what? You're not going to be dropping off like that. I mean, that went a little Max Headroom. Old reference, I know. But that was... Brandon's information is great, but I think the Russians were trying to break up his signal there when he landed in Dallas, clearly. But always good information. You know what? I wonder if there's anybody who would call us on a rotary phone, and they can prove that they're calling us on a rotary phone. I mean, if there is somebody who has a rotary phone right now, it's 1.45 in the afternoon, they're probably napping because they're even older than me. But... (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You never made a call on a rotary phone. You talk about a workout no, for your index I, finger, man. I that was have. it. I actually have, have made really? a call on a rotary phone one time, and I can't remember the exact circumstances. This must have been when I was 10 or 11 maybe, but we were in the middle of a storm, and the cell signal dropped out. Like the, Whatever it was going on with the cell tower, uh, that was by our house. It went out, and so we didn't have, we couldn't call anybody via your traditional cell phone manner, right? And so we had this old rotary phone that was sitting in the basement, and so I forget who we had to call or why, but I ended up plugging that rotary phone in to the landline and making a call with the rotary phone. So it's only happened once, wow. but I've done it before. So you have made a call on the rotary phone. I See, I thought that that story, here's what I pictured in my mind. The Thune family going down the road. They're in a brutal torrential rain on the highway, and they, they have a flat tire. Somebody help me. I have a flat tire. <laughs> and there's no cell service. So you go to the creepy house right down the road. 
you know, like a quarter mile. You knock on the door, and there's some creepy person that says, well, you can reuse the rotary phone. And then it becomes a horror movie. That's where my brain went. Thankfully, but, I have not lived a horror movie. Good, That's good. Man, and some of those old phone cords, I mean, you talk about twisting up. Some of them were so long, man. I'm telling you, you could stretch them from one county to another, but they would get twisted up so bad. Those were the days, man. When you used to dial a phone with your index finger, times were much more difficult. But that was a workout for your index finger. You know that if you ever made one of those calls. All right, we got to call a timeout right here. Let's call a T.O. Thank you to the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley, Exit 72. Great deal on a vehicle. Great service after the sale. Oil changes, engines for life on newer used gas or diesel at no additional cost to you. Cream, Rock's first super group, taking us to break. We'll be right back. Sooner women, yes, they are trying to run down a dream. Another dream of winning a national championship, and they'll be uh, starting in Marita Hines Field coming up at 3.30 today. 3.30 for Oklahoma and Central Florida first pitch on ESPN2. Again, 3.30. The OU men's golf team just getting underway at uh, Greyhawk Country Club in Scottsdale. Number one team in the country. Cowboys are second. Oklahoma State's playing also in the afternoon group. Uh, 1.30 start for both, so uh, no scores yet on golfstat.com. If you want to follow along, golfstat.com is the best place to do that. They update uh, frequently, and they're really good. They're uh, If you follow uh, college, they even had the Oklahoma 6A uh, High School Championship on uh, golfstat.com recently, so it's a great site to follow if you're interested in uh, opening day at the NCAA Golf Championships. Parker, what you got going? You got a three-day weekend coming up. Uh, you're usually going somewhere. What about this weekend? Yeah, that's right. So as soon as Tyler and I are off the air at 3 p.m., I will be straight up to Tulsa to see Cole Adams and Micah Tease, among others. So that is the plan for this afternoon slash evening. And then haven't really decided what the weekend holds yet. Uh, might just hang around and uh relax try to work the phone lines a little bit might get down to dfw or might get up to kansas city honestly we'll see we'll see what the weekend holds the rotary phone lines you said you used a rotary phone does your family still have it do you know Uh, it's still there in our house somewhere i don't know where really but it's literally i mean it's never been used except for that one time Well, really, the the stages of the uh, telephone were like the uh, the Alexander Graham Bell version. Then you had the one that you held the earpiece up to your ear and you had the mouth, you know. And then you had like the one in uh, the hee-haw. Well, no, it wasn't hee-haw. I think it was Green Acres where you had to climb the telephone pole and place a call. And then we finally got to push-button dialing. And now our phones, we are more addicted to our phones. Our phones, isn't it? Amazing to think about that. What What is the, uh, you always hear like you have, the computer you have in your phone, the chip is like 100 times more powerful than the uh, spacecraft that we sent to the moon, you know, for the first time. That's pretty incredible if you think about it. You know, that we never would have gotten to the moon, though, had the astronauts had cell phones, right? They would have been too distracted. You think that we... There's no way they could have worked their way out of a jam. 
Houston, we have a problem. What's the problem? I don't know. Let me look at Facebook or Instagram first, and then I'll tell you. Boom. It wouldn't have worked. So that's probably a good thing. What do you spend the you spend the most time on Twitter? Yeah, uh, kind of because I the, have to, you know. Like yeah, tw- Twitter's, Twitter's where everything like, happens. It's, it's these like days. Your, it's like your wire service, right? Basically, who you follow and the notifications you have on. It's kind of like the old wire service. That's your news feed, pretty much. Right? And so yeah, that's why I'm that's why I'm on Twitter by far the most of any social media sites. I'll log into Facebook like once a week just to see if one of my old relatives is trying to get a hold of me but (laughs) i i do not frequent facebook the demo for twitter is what 35 54 25 54 maybe facebook has it gone to like 65 to 84 what is the demo for facebook now oh gosh i don't know ask mark zuckerberg he knows everything about every Facebook user, so he's got an answer for He you. does. Yeah, that's true. He's got a profile on everybody. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Instagram seems like it's more of, you know, how would you describe Instagram? It is a poser's kind of social media. Yes, exactly. It's the type of... Look at me working out. I'm going to pose in the mirror and show you, or I'm going to show you my latest bikini photo. It's, it's, it's probably Mule Shoe's favorite social media. You think so? I would think so. I mean, because Mule Shoe's a poser, isn't he? He is a poser. Yes, absolutely he is. All right, Riverwind, tomorrow night, opening night, Beats and Bites 2022 with Night Ranger and Starship. Get your tickets. Only five bucks per individual ticket. Going to have a great time. I'll be out there tomorrow night. You should be as well. All right, we're out of time. We're going to get locked in with Parker and Tyler McComas coming up next. Have a great Friday.